Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Which damn fool gave me those instructions? There were kids on that plane. I was sent to collect the film. That's all school kids on their winter holidays. What are we looking for, for God's sake? Something big. That's all they told me. It's not really my job, this kind of thing. Well, it's finished. This is too damn much. It's got to be done, you see. You can't make legal flights over an area like that. Where is everyone? The airport's closing. The weather. Drink up, old chap. We picked this up as soon as we got over the border. Two meeks. Don't know where they came from. I turned into cloud, they followed me. I tried to jettison the camera, but it was stuck. Did you get any pictures? The kids were all crowding the windows, waving at the meeks. We flew alongside for a long time. I thought they'd order me to land. I don't know why they didn't. They just peeled off. But you got pictures? Oh, don't worry. I went under the clouds, circled the whole area. I didn't see any atom bombs. London know what they're doing. We all have to take risks, do our bit. It's like the war. We're fighting for the same thing. It was bloody dangerous for the kids. Yeah, you're too young to remember the war. What height were you doing when you took the pick? We were down to 6,000 feet over Kalkstadt. Airspeed? 200, 240. There was nothing there. Let's get the exchange over with. You have the money? Of course. Good man. Tell London it's the end, however big the target is. Are you just upset after all the tension? You go to hell. You go to bloody hell. Can you help me? Sir. I need a cab. Uh, Can I get a cab somewhere? The rank's empty. They have taken the children. Six in each car. What's that up the road? That old Citroen. Is that a cab? The taxis are Volvo, sir. If you're staying at the Regina Hotel, you could walk. It is less than ten minutes, straight down the road. Oh, all right, good night. Yes. Right out. John? Sorry. For God's sake, what time is it? 
three, just after. Mm. Taylor's dead. Who's Taylor? What? Mm. Oh, um, a man in courier section. How did he die? The clerk's waiting to hear. Don't tell me. He wants you to help him wait. Well, I can hardly refuse, can I? Taylor was with them in the war. You're always so considerate to the clerk. He's very worried. You don't expect me to turn over and go back to sleep. Do people often die? Of course not. Don't be silly. I'd like to be prepared. You're not to tell anyone. Not even that I've gone out in the middle of the night. Why do I stop talking like a cowboy? The secretaries know. Why can't the wives? Or are they only told when their husbands are dead? You've woken Anthony. I'll ring from the office. You should have stuck to publishing. You didn't like that any better. Why don't they send a car? Leaving me at the corner. Have you got any money? I've run out. There's some in my purse. Don't take it all. Why do you need money if they're sending a car? John? You took your time, John. I couldn't get a cab. You can charge for it, you realise. Have the phone calls. Your wife all right? She's fine. She didn't mind? Of course not. We can't do another overflight. They warned me at the Ministry this was the last. We'll have to put a man in. I'm, I'm still half asleep, sorry. Shall I put the other light on? We could do with a fire in here. I thought I'd have a bed made up. A sort of ops room, like the old days. I'll speak to Pine, shall I, about coal? I've been going through the old cards. There's a chap called Lysa, a Pole. He'd do. I don't understand. What happened to Taylor? He's 45 now. A trained radio operator, apparently. Or he was in those days. A Danzig Pole. They speak German, you know. Not as mad as the pure Slav. Who is? Lysa. Right. What happened to Taylor? I've no idea. We have a routine constant of report. A car accident. The Foreign Office sent us the teleprint. They knew it was one of our passports. Malelb? Pronounced Malibu. Taylor's cover name. I'll have to get a car from the Ministry pool. It's absurd not having our own. Circus has a whole fleet. Uh, did Taylor collect the film? We don't know. His possessions were impounded by the Finnish police. The Foreign Office refused to involve themselves. They say we are a clandestine service and must do it our own way. They're afraid there may be a muddle. Oh, dear. Somebody's got to go out there as next of kin, claim the body and the effects and get them back here. I want you to go. That would be an operational job. We're an operational department, John. You'd be entitled to operational subsistence, too, of course. All you have to do is collect Taylor's stuff, bring back everything except the film, which you deliver to an address in Helsinki. <laughs> Couldn't the circus take it on? It's a military target, John, within our competence. I would be shirking our responsibility if I gave it to the circus. 
Their charter is exclusively political. Well, I can send someone else if you prefer. It's an important job, you know. I thought you'd enjoy it. Of course. I'd like to go, if you trust me. We won't state specifically that you are Taylor's next of kin, just that he named you as such on his application form, his half-brother. You'll travel on your own passport. The plane leaves at three this afternoon. It's only a small place. The consul will meet you at the airport. Couldn't I be his brother? Half-brother looks fishy. There's no time to rig the passport. The foreign officers are being very sticky about passports. We've had a lot of trouble about Taylor's. A lot of trouble. What about my cover? Call yourself a publisher. After all, you were one. The ground's prepared. Show your passport and play the rest by ear. One tip. Never volunteer information. People don't expect you to explain yourself. I'll try. You'll succeed. You're what the department needs, John. Bright, fit young men like you. Does Taylor's wife know yet? She's not on the telephone. I thought we'd go round first thing this morning. She won't even know he was abroad. He might have told her. Not Taylor. He's an old hand. He knew the rules. She'll have to have a pension. That's most important. Active service. I'll speak to the minister. It really is too cold to think in here. I'll pop down and have a word with Pine. Shall we go out and get some breakfast? Will anywhere be open yet? As the Kadena. Pine will know when it opens. I always am, Control. That's age. Do you think so? I rather like the quiet. You're a married man. Hardly a recipe for quiet. Anne isn't here at the moment. There was a message. You needn't have rung. It wasn't important. Leclerc has asked for our help. Oh, Leclerc. I'll see to it, of course, that the circus does everything in its power to be of assistance. I'm seeing the new man at 11, John Avery. Leclerc spoke highly of him. Some firm George Young rugger player? I really couldn't say. He's such a silly little man, Leclerc. Taylor lived round here. One of the new developments. What's wrong with it? Nothing, I suppose. I just wasn't expecting it. I've arranged for you to have a short talk with George Smiley at the circus after the conference this morning. He's one of the better circus types. I've heard the name. Typical in some ways. One never quite knows whether he's there or not. A bit past it now. He has the North European desk. He'll brief you about the mechanics of dropping the film. No. They have systems in place for that sort of thing. Of course, if the FO had let us keep our own courier service, we wouldn't need the circus. Right. They're a curious crowd. Essentially, they're chiefs. Half of them don't know any longer when they're telling the truth. Weather. Yes. There's a lot of rivalry during the war. That's over now. With more money and more staff than we have, they do a bigger job. But I doubt they do a better one. Right. Nothing can touch our research section. Nothing. When you see Smiley, he may ask you about the operation. 
Don't tell him anything beyond the fact that you're going to Finland and may be handling a film for urgent dispatch to London. That's all we need the circus for. If he presses you, suggest it is a training matter. Hmm. That's all you're authorised to say. A training matter. But he'll know about Taylor, won't he, if the F.O. knows? Leave that to me. The circus has no monopoly on agent running. We have the same right. We just don't use it unnecessarily. Best fly the body home, I think. I've never seen a dead man before. Oh, this is the place. John, you've got to keep very quiet about what I told you. That we might put a man in. No one's to know. Not even within the department. Right. It's very delicate. Question of timing. There'll be opposition within the department as well as outside. Ready? Yes. Twenty years since I did an errand like this. The simpler then. I could say they died for their country. We didn't have to tell them the details. They didn't expect it. Of course. They died every day then, the pilots. I'm ashamed sometimes. Can't even remember their names. I was so young. Oh, <laughs> hello. Uh, hello, dear. Where's your mother? Gone to work. Who looks after you then? Mum comes back tea time. I'm not to open the door. Where is she, dear? Where does she go? Work. Uh, who gives you lunch? Mrs. Bradley, after school. Where's your father? Gone on an aeroplane to get money. He's bringing me a present. Taylor? Where from? Where Father Christmas comes from. The North Pole. But it's a secret. To tell your mother some men were here. From your dad's office. We'll come back later. It's important. He's on an aeroplane. Bye-bye. Dear God. I'm sure Taylor didn't He knew to. the rules. He's an old hand. I'll speak to the mother later. There may be some explanation, some reason he was indiscreet. Don't tell anyone about this, John. Morning, Carol. Any chance of a cuppa? Terrible business, this. You've heard, then. Pine told me when I got in. How's Clarkie taking it? Mr. Leclerc is very upset, naturally. Naturally. Who's at this meeting? All the section heads. All of us? Good Lord. And John, of course. Of course. Where is the blue-eyed boy? I'm here, Bruce. Right behind you. Oh, so you are. Good chap, good chap. Look, I don't want to jump the gun. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have a match? All these are dead. Here. Thanks. Thingy. Tragic as Taylor's death is, we need to talk about registry. Research is Adrian Haldane's parish. It's all to the devil. We've been missing a policy file on marine freight since mid-October. Files do get lost, Bruce. This is the first since April. I thought registry was one of our best things. Adrian's getting a bit past it. That's the problem. Always seems to be ill these days. Mention it to Clarkie when you get a moment, would you? He's very tied up at the moment. No, quite. And he hates to interfere with Haldane. You know that. 
I heard Taylor's passport was in the name of Malaby. Yes. Why is that? Name significant? No, no. Well, I'm surprised, that's all. Malaby was a young chap like you, in the war, one of the special flyers. He was killed. Clarky was very cut up about it. The two of them were very close, in a way. Is there any tea, Carol? I'll make a fresh pot. Well, not much of a fire. Is this the best the Ministry of Works can manage? The rain disagrees with it. Pine had a go, but it's made no difference. Gentlemen, you've all heard by now, Wilf Taylor was killed in Finland last night, travelling under another name. Officially, it was an accident. Is that clear? He went to collect a film from our, our Scandinavian contact. You all know who I mean. We should never have used a man on the overt side for a clandestine job. We don't have a clandestine side anymore. Shall we let our masters be the judges of that? The Ministry is pressing us daily for results. We are dealing with something of exceptional security classification. The circus knows nothing about it. I wish to emphasise that. We will use the system we used during the war for operational files. Everyone is familiar with it. Not John. He wasn't, he wasn't here. Then. I have already briefed Avery as my aide. Good, good. About the operation? Yes. We're having a spot of trouble with the Germans. <laughs> a place called Kalkstadt, south of Rostock. We have three indicators which suggest, I cannot say prove, that something big is going on there in the way of military installations. The first indicator came a month ago when we received a report from our representative in Hamburg, Jimmy Gorton. Oh, Jimmy's still going. Good God. An East German refugee swam the river near Lübeck, a railwayman from Kalkstadt named Fritzsche. Fritzsche? Are they always... Fritzsche offered to sell information about a new rocket site near Rostock. The consulate threw him out, but luckily Jimmy got to hear about it. He interviewed the, uh, the defector. A man's a low-grade refugee, a railwayman. We don't usually talk about men like that defecting. Uh, yes, he, he's, he's a railwayman. He's also a bit of an engineer. And a bit of a photographer. He told Gorton that on the 1st or 2nd of September, he can't remember which, he was doing a double shift in the dumping sheds at Kalkstad. One of his comrades was sick. When he arrived for work, there were a dozen Vopos at the station entrance. Sorry, Vopos? False Polizei, East German People's They checked his papers against the list and told him to keep away from the sheds on the eastern side of the station. They said if he approached those sheds, he would be shot. Typical of the Germans. Those the Russians were fighting. He's an odd fish, our chap. Apparently, he argued with them, told them he was as good a German and party member as they were. That's good, that did him up. <laughs> Quite. But when they brewed up some soup later that night, they called him over and offered him a cup. They were cagey, but he could see they were excited. <coughs> One of the younger ones blurted out that what they had in the sheds could blow the Americans out of East Germany in a couple of hours. Before our chap could find out more, an officer came along and ordered them back to work. <laughs> what sort of officer? German or Russian? German. That's most relevant. There were no Russians in evidence at all. The refugee saw none. That's all we know. Let's be accurate. Fritzsche went home. 
he was annoyed at being ordered about by a lot of young fellows playing soldiers. He had a couple of glasses of schnapps and sat brooding. <laughs> Adrian, if your cough is troubling no, you... No, perfectly all right. Fritchie remembered that the northern side of the dumping shed abutted an old storage hut and that there was a ventilator let into the party wall. He formed the notion... Of having a look for himself. ...as a way of getting his own back on the soldiers. Ah! Then he decided to go one better and photograph whatever was in there. Must have been mad. Yes, well, mad or not, that's what he did. He had an X2 camera, single-lens reflex, East German manufacture. A cheap housing, but it takes all the exact arranged lenses. Fewer speeds, of course. John, could you pass these around? <laughs> You'll find full technical details in the report. How he gained access to the shed, still on an oil drum, took the picture, etc., etc. Only the last three frames show anything. Yes, there's something there. Thank you, Bruce. Yes. Uh, a darker shadow in the gloom. A gun barrel? Bit long for its carriage, isn't it? Well, there would be protective covers, of course. Until ten days ago, Fritch's shots were all we had to go on. Then came the second indicator. What puzzled us in the beginning was the absence of Soviet troops. But five weeks ago, Russian soldiers were seen further south. Some wore artillery flashes. One might conclude they had brought something, left it, and gone away again. Adrian? It appears that the overall length of the object in Fritz's photographs is equal to the length of a Soviet middle-range rocket. A sandal. First shown in Red Square in November 62. It has achieved a certain notoriety since, having been the missile the Russians installed in Cuba. The Ministry believes it's conceivable we're dealing with Soviet missiles under East German control. If they're right, we would have on our hands a sort of Cuba situation all over again. Only more dangerous. It was at this point that the Ministry felt entitled to authorise an overflight. Captain Lanson undertook, for a price to go off course on a charter flight from Dusseldorf to Finland. Taylor was dispatched to collect the film. He died at the landing field. A car accident, apparently. The third indicator. Uh, John? Uh, sorry, Director, it's 20 pounds. Oh, stay a little longer. Where's he going? To Finland to collect Taylor's effects. Recover Lanson's film, we hope. What's he going to do? Bring it back in his sponge bag? It's an operational job, Avery. He's not trained. Director. They were younger than John in the war. He can look after himself. Taylor couldn't. The Ministry has given its approval, Haldane. I wasn't aware I needed yours. What if the film's not there? Another overflight? Too dangerous. In such an event, the only way may be to put a man in. This department? Oh, come on, Adrian, you're not going to tell me we can't do it. The Ministry wouldn't tolerate it. You'll have to ask the circus. We've all been in the business 20 years or more. You've forgotten more about agents than half the circus ever knew. The Ministry granted us an overflight. Why not an agent, too? I really have to go now, Director. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Your wife rang. Huh. She wants to talk to you urgently. I'm not sure whether I'll be back, Carol. Depends how long I'm at the circus. Uh, I might have to go straight to the airport. What's going on, John? Why is Leclerc lying to the circus again? Lying? He's dictated a memo to control about some training scheme and you going abroad. 
Pine took it round by hand. He's gone mad about Mrs. Taylor's pension. Even the application is top secret. He's building one of his card houses, John. I know he is. Carol. Who's Lysa, for instance? You're not supposed to know about that. Lysa's an agent. A pole. Does he work for the circus? If the circus has couriers in Finland, why can't they pick up the film? He won't give them a chance. He wants to send you. I really have to go, Carol. Be careful, won't you? Leclerc said you should take a taxi to the circus. Um, you can claim for it. <laughs> what did you read at Oxford? It was Oxford, wasn't it? Languages. German and Italian. German, principally. Oh, well, well. It's a question of a courier, I believe, in Helsinki. You want to give him a film. A training scheme. Tea? Yes, thank you. It's a most unusual request. Do you know the size of the film? No. Oh, well, you should try to find out that kind of thing. The courier may want to conceal it. I'm sorry. Oh, it doesn't matter. We want to give you all the help we can, you see. There used to be a time when our departments competed. I always found that very painful. But I wonder whether you could tell me a little... Just a little. Control was so anxious to help. We should hate to do the wrong thing out of ignorance. It's a training exercise. Full dress. I don't know much about it myself. We want to help. What's your target country? Your putative target? I don't know. I'm only playing a small part. It's training. If it's training, why so much secrecy? Well, Germany. Well, thank you. Was it still raining when you arrived? I'm afraid so. Oh, dear. I was sorry to hear about Taylor. Yes, he was a good man. Do you know what time you'll have your film tonight, tomorrow? The clerk rather thought tonight, I gather. I don't know. It depends how it goes. I can't tell at the moment. No. There are so many imponderables. Have you done this kind of thing before? Once or twice. How is everyone in the Blackfriars Road? Do you know Haldane? He's research now. Of course. Your research people enjoy quite a reputation. Haldane and I were contemporaries at Oxford. A great man. Then we worked together for a while in the war. We'd have taken him here afterwards. I think the medical people were worried about his chest. I hadn't heard. There's an hotel in Helsinki called the Prince of Denmark, opposite the main station. Do you know it by any chance? No, I've never been to Helsinki. It's very strange about Taylor. Was he training to... I don't know. I'll find the hotel. There's only the one entrance. They sell magazines and postcards just inside the door. And flowers. Go there once you have the film. Ask the people at the flower store to send a dozen red roses to Mrs Avery at the Imperial Hotel in Torquay. No, half a dozen would be enough. We don't want to waste money, do we? Are you travelling under your own name? Yes. Oh, any particular reason? I don't mean to appear curious, but one has such a short life before one's cover is blown. I gather it takes a bit of time to get a fake passport. The foreign office... Well, and there it is. You can always come to us, you know. For passports, that sort of thing. Just send the flowers. As you leave the hotel, check your watch by the hall clock. Half an hour later, return to the main entrance. A taxi driver will recognise you and open the door of his car. Get in, drive around, give him the film. Oh, and pay him, please. The ordinary fare. 
It's so easy to forget the little things. What kind of training, precisely? What if I don't get the film? Oh, in that case, do nothing. Don't go near the hotel, don't go to Helsinki, forget about it. Have you a briefcase or anything? Yes. When you have the film, put it in your pocket and carry the briefcase in your hand. If you are followed, they tend to watch the briefcase. It's natural, really. If you just drop the briefcase somewhere, they may go looking for that instead. I don't think the Finns are very sophisticated people. It's only a training hint, of course. But don't worry, it's a mistake, I always feel, to put one's trust in technique. A very thorough briefing. You sent Woodford and the others off with their tails wagging? You might support me in public, Adrian, just a little. You shouldn't have sent Avery. Well, someone had to go. Did you want me to ask the circus? What's wrong with Avery? He's young. I'm tired of that cult. <coughs> have some water. Do your cough good. Nothing does my cough good. But yes, thank you, I will. <coughs> yeah. Thank you. Our chap in Hamburg. Jimmy Gorton. He's our age, isn't he? Is he on permanent contract? Three uh, renewable, no pension. He has a German wife, I think. Some reason for staying out there. We could never afford to keep him if he were permanent. This must be the first refugee report I've seen from Hamburg for a year. I always imagined Gorton had some other function. When does his contract come up? I don't know. When was it last renewed? You better ask Carol. Two years ago. At least. You talked about putting a man in. So I'm seeing the minister again this afternoon. He may instruct me. He may instruct me, Adrian, to put a man in. <coughs> what have I asked you to form an operations section? Do the research, find, train, and field the agent. Would you do it? Without telling the circus. Why not? Because it's not our work. Not anymore. We're not equipped. Give it to the circus and help them out with the military stuff. Give it to an old hand, Smiley or Lemus. Lemus is dead, and Smiley is blue. Willem, then, one of the pros. Go and see Control. Give him the case. It's a different war now. It's a different kind of fight. No, Adrian, you're quite wrong. We have the skills. We have a duty and we have a responsibility. Come on. You've been in the department as long as I have. Take all necessary steps. That's our brief. How else do you think I got authority for the overflight? I do understand. Of course I do. We were top of the tree in those days. Robber boats on a moonless night, all that. You and I know that those days are gone. You know what they call us in Whitehall these days? Ever since the circus swallowed our networks? The Grace and Favour Boys. Well, enough's enough. This is our show. We're not used to handling people anymore. You know the target. The whole background. There's no one else, Adrian. Take whoever you want. Avery, Woodford. Anyone you want. I'm a research man. I work with files. Because I've had nothing else to give you for 20 years. Do you know how much mess a rocket site makes? Launch pads, blast shields, cable troughs. Rockets don't creep about in the night. They move like a travelling fair. We'd have had other indicators before now. For heaven's sake, Adrian. Intelligence doesn't consist of unassailable philosophical truths. You can't do it all by sums. We're not academics. 
but civil servants. We have to deal with things as they are, with people, with events. All right, then. Events. If Richard swam the river, how did he preserve the film? How did he really take the pictures? Why isn't there a trace of camera shake? Why did he give Gorton for nothing what he'd offered elsewhere for money? Why did he risk his life at all taking those photographs? I sent Gorton a list of supplementary questions for Fritcher, but surprise, surprise, the man has disappeared off the face of the earth. You haven't told me what you'll do if I'm instructed to put a man in. You won't be. We're dead, don't you see? They want us to go to sleep, not to war. It's all academic. Do you really imagine control will help us? You'll get no charity from those people. I've agreed to help us with a courier. <laughs> Why did you call him Malaby? I don't know. It came into my head. We've got a man who do. From the old days. Someone we could send. His name's Lysa. 44, 45. Must have been very young in the war. He put up a good show. They caught him in Holland and he got away. How did they catch him? It isn't recorded. He seems quite well qualified. Let's see what the minister says. Let's see what Avery brings back. Hello? Sarah. I've only just got Anthony to sleep. You shouldn't have rung. The doctor's coming after surgery. Is he not well? Full marks for observation. I've got it too, whatever it is. I'm afraid you'll have to cope, John. I'm sorry it's not as exciting as spies. I'm going abroad this afternoon. I'm at the airport. Sorry. I suppose it's important. Terribly. Dangerous, is it? You'll like that. I'll bring Anthony something back. Well, from where? I can't say. It's something very big. Are you sure, John? It's for the country. Can't you, just once, can't you tell me I'm doing something good? Poor John. Loyalty without faith. It's very hard. Oh, for... We all have to, all of us, draw a line round our lives. It's, it's no good asking me the whole time, are you sure? It's like asking whether we should have got married. There's just no point. It's a fact. Go on, then. Go and save the nation. When will you be back? I don't know. I'll ring. Sarah. I'll do what you want. Why change the habits of a lifetime? British Consul. HM Consul, actually. There's a difference. How did you know my name? It's kind of you to come all this way. It's only three miles from town. But we're not far here from the place um, where your brother... My condolences, of course. I hope it goes without saying. It seems he was walking to his hotel. There was no taxi available. The police reckon the driver must have been tight. Do you want to see the spot? My car can go that way. Perhaps I should. To tell my mother. Why didn't he put her down? I'm sorry? Your mother, as next of kin. Not that it's any of my business. He can put down whoever he wants. She's old. Hmm? 
it's a question of protecting her from the shock. I expect that's what he had in mind. She's been ill with a bad heart. She's had an operation. There were complications. Something to do with... Yeah, yes, well, I don't need all the details. There has to be a post-mortem. It's the law here in the case of violent death. I'd like the body flown back. I can take his effects with me, I suppose. Did your brother leave a will? I, uh... No idea. You don't know if you're an executor? No. Ah, well, you see, next of kin is not the same as executor. It gives you no legal rights apart from the disposal of the body. Even if the police hand over your brother's effects to me, I... I can't release them until I've had instructions from the office, and they won't issue such instructions to me until a grant of probate has been made or a letter of administration issued. So, you might be a little premature. I can give you a death certificate. Cost you five shillings. Right. We'll be seeing Inspector Pearson. He's quite well disposed. He's been a lot of help with my DBS problems. <laughs> Distressed British subjects. We get one a day in summer. They're a disgrace. The car's this way. A post-mortem has been concluded, Mr. Avery. Your name is Avery? Yes. And your brother's was Malhab? Malaby. <coughs> he was my half-brother. Of course. There are no suspicious circumstances to your brother's death, despite the large amount of alcohol he had consumed. Good, good. There is, however, one difficulty about the identification. Difficulty, Inspector? His name was Malhabi, you say? His passport was Malhabi, certainly. It was a good passport, wasn't it? Yes. Mm. Yes, of course. Why wouldn't it be? And his name was Malhabi. I've said so. But in his wallet, there were some letters and, yes, a driving license, all in the name of Taylor. Wilfred Taylor. Can you explain that? Uh, no. Hmm. A difficulty, you see, Mr Sutherland? Yes, yes, I, I do see. Of course, there must be an explanation. I don't know what it might be. Oh, dear. We didn't have much to do with one another. He had a lot of different jobs, never quite settled to anything. Mm. Perhaps this tailor was a friend of his, or... Yes? I don't know. We really weren't close. Mm. How old are you? Thirty-two. And your brother? How many years older, please? Uh, oh, oh, come now. He, he was your brother, yes? Twelve. He was 44. Only 44? And then the passport is wrong as well. Inspector Pearson, the identity of Mr Mallaby has been established from his passport. The Foreign Office in London has ascertained that Mr Avery was quoted as next of kin. You say there's nothing suspicious in the circumstances of his death. The customary procedure is now for you to release his effects to me pending the completion of formalities in the United Kingdom. And Mr Avery may presumably take charge of his brother's body? Of course, Mr Sutherland. <clears throat> I have no desire to keep Mr Avery here longer than necessary. I am always interested in the traditions of other countries. Perhaps the British... Do not discuss their ages. Working late? Don't let me disturb you. I shan't. Clock is not back yet? Please don't call in that. 
Perhaps the minister's whining and dining him. That would be eternal, eh? How did he get on with Taylor's wife? He broke it to her, that's all I know. He didn't say how she took it? The clerk prefers to keep these things to himself. I thought perhaps with you... No. Only Avery. Nothing from him? Not yet. It's a big thing, this, isn't it, Adrian? Could be. Could be. We shall see. <coughs> the air attaché at Helsinki has located Lanson. He confirms that he handed Taylor the film. Apparently, two Russian MiGs intercepted him over Kalkstadt. Well, that ginges it, then. Nothing of the kind. The whole thing is entirely inconclusive. If they declare the area closed, why shouldn't they patrol it? Well, we'll find out soon enough. Boss, gosh, didn't hear you. Apparently. Well? I came by car. They've given us one from the Ministry pool on indefinite loan. It's a Humber, chauffeur-driven, like controls. I understand the chauffeur is a secure sort of person. The Minister has given his consent. We're putting a man in. Well, well. He insisted, in fact. We go to work at once. I'm forming special section, Adrian. I want you to run it. Sanford can take over research for the time being. I'm giving you Avery and Woodford here. Good. We'll need a house. And I'll approach control about documentation for our man. The forgers all went over to him. How much does the circus know about all this? Whatever we choose to tell them. Why? They know Taylor's dead. They know Avery's picking up a film in Finland. They may very well know by now that Lanson's plane went off course. They have a way of noticing things. So? So, it isn't only a question of what we tell them, is it? Bruce, you keep in touch with the boys, don't you? Frequent that club of theirs. Not religiously, but yes, I do. Pop it and see them. Find the old training people. The Minister will support three-month contracts for temporary staff. No peripheral liabilities. Right. You might go this evening. Why not? You might go now. Right. Uh, cheerio, then. Close the door behind you, would you? You persuaded the Minister. I gave the Under-Secretary a number of alternative scenarios. He thought putting a man in was the most practical. Us putting a man in? Yes. Well? All right. I'll do it. Why, Adrian, you've just taken the second vow. Mr. Sutherland? There are better hotels than this, you know. I understand you people get excellent subsistence. It's where my brother stayed. Ah, your brother, yes. I brought you his effects, his wallet and the letters. I take it whoever sent you wished to recover those. I thought you couldn't release them. I received a teleprint from the Foreign Office empowering you to take them. It's nonsense, of course. They've no authority unless you have letters of administration, and you couldn't have got those in the middle of the night. But, as I am bidden, so must I do. Thank you. There was a film, too. An undeveloped film. No film on the inventory? Was there a camera? No. Huh. I suggest you empower me to use Barfords as undertakers. One of the partners is English. We do our best to support the British community here. All right. These things are usually moved at night. The freight rate is cheaper if money matters to your people. 
You should leave as soon as you can. Pearson has been very reasonable. I don't wish to test his patience. Goodbye. There'll be no need for us to meet again. You've been very helpful. Might I offer you a drink? No. Yes? It's John. Yes, I know who you are. Sorry. The, the deal's off. They're not interested. Negative. You'd better tell the man I saw, the little fat man. Tell him we won't need the services of his friend here. I see. Never mind. The people here, the people I'm negotiating with, are rather worried about the whole deal. Are you still there? Of course. Things are going very well over here just now. Very well. When do you get back? Tomorrow. I'll send a car to meet you, bring you straight back to the department. A lot has happened in the last few hours. We need you badly. And well done. Well done. It was unbelievably cold. The radiators were on full blast, but the heat didn't get into the room somehow. There was just a central light fitting with a heavy brown shade. Bloody gloomy. I looked at the letters in Taylor's wallet. It felt wrong, reading them. There was one about an overdraft, one from his mother, one from an old friend which began, Dear Old Wilf, and all the rest were from some woman. Why had he got them with him? He knew the drill. My hands started to shake. I couldn't help it. I, th I thought, the letters are evidence. They might compromise me. I went to the sink and set fire to them. But when I turned the tap on, the ash got compacted under the plug. It was one of those wretched built-in metal things with a lever. And the basin got blocked. I tried to clear it. I used my pen, but it was too fat to get under the lip. The room stank of charred paper, so I opened the window, but it was too cold. I had to shut it. And then there was a knock at the door. The man from reception came in and demanded my passport for the police. He must have seen me sweating, and it was so cold. He said it was normal procedure, and of course it was, but I was so jumpy by then, so aware of the smell of burning and the bits of ash floating in the basin. Poor John. Someone was crying somewhere in the hotel. Not a child. I don't think it was a child. And I thought, I'd better get dressed, because Inspector Pearson's men are coming to arrest me, and I don't want to be in my pyjamas, and... And all I could think about was Sarah. Sarah and me. Sarah and Anthony. I got up and I sat at the dressing table and I wrote her a letter. A love letter, I suppose. First time in ages. She'll be pleased, I'm sure. Oh, I tore it up. Silly, really. Very adolescent. I hated every minute of it. The whole damn thing. 
Is Sarah all right now? What do you mean? Has something happened? I don't know. I heard... I'm sure it's nothing. There's a thing on your desk from accounts. Your claim for a taxi the night Taylor died. They say it's too much. Oh, for heaven's sake. What's wrong with Sarah? I really don't know. Uh, I need to check she's all right. I can't wait for Leclerc now. Tell him I'll be back shortly. I'll be as quick as I can. Where have you been, for God's sake? I only got in an hour ago. I've had the police here. Detectives. They wanted to talk to you about a body that's arrived at London Airport. Somebody called Malaby. They said it was sent on a false passport. Sarah. They said he's your brother. It's addressed to you, John. Somebody has sent you a dead body. It's all right. I'll take care of it now. I told them about Taylor. You didn't. I had to. They thought I was a criminal or something. They didn't believe me, John. I told you never to say anything. They asked how they could get hold of you. I had to say I didn't know. I didn't even know which country or which plane. What did you tell them? I don't even know the name of your department. I was ill. I felt awful. And I'd forgotten to take my pills. And they came in the middle of the night, two of them. For Christ's sake, I told you never to say! Don't shout at me. I said you were doing something secret. That you'd been rung in the night and you'd gone away. I said it was about a courier called Taylor. You may have wrecked the whole thing. This is all terribly big. More important than you can possibly understand. But they were policemen. There can't be any harm in telling them. I have to go back to the department now. I have to sort out the mess you've made. You took the checkbook. I've no money. It's at the office. I'll send it round. Woodford's found a wireless operator, Johnson, one of the best, and I found Lysa. Good work, Adrian. He has a garage in Clapham. It's clearly prosperous. We inquired at the bank. They were quite helpful, if not specific. Lysa is unmarried. He has a reputation for women. Mm -hmm. No political interest, no known hobbies, no debts, no complaints. I proposed to call there this evening. I don't see we have any choice but Lysa. He has been on our cards for 20 years, after all. Well, that... Taylor's bodies at London Airport. You've messed the whole no, thing wait. up. You have no business running in here like this. They've been on to Sarah in the middle of None the night. at all. Adrian. How dare you involve my wife? How dare we? They woke her in the middle of the night. Two policemen. But the body at the airport. They knew the passport was phony and they thought she was involved. We know about that. It's all straightened out. The body's been released. I would have told you, but you weren't here. John, we're putting Liza in. We're going to call him Mayfly. The whole operation, Mayfly. You'll work with Howdy. We can't do it. What do you mean by that? Look at what's happened with Taylor. We shouldn't be doing it. We're not competent. We ought to give it to the circus, Smiley or someone. They're the people, not us. John. I don't even believe that report. I wouldn't be surprised if that refugee never existed if Gordon made the whole thing up. I don't believe Taylor was murdered. Have you finished? I'm pulling out. I'm resigning. It's not something I want to go on with. The operation isn't right. All this time I've been chasing a dead man and... You wanted Liza from the start. You only sent me so I'd fail. Go to your room, John. You're suffering from strain. What do I tell Sarah? Tell her she won't be troubled anymore. Say it was a mistake. Tell her whatever you like. Get some hot food and come back in an hour. Then we'll hear the rest of your news. All right? All right. During the war, we were in Baker Street. 
We had a cellar. And the ministry fixed it up as an emergency operations room. Agent and I spent a lot of time down there. A lot of time. I remember how the oil lamp used to swing as the bombs fell. We had to face situations where we only had one rumour, one indicator, and we'd take the risk. Send a man in, two if necessary, and maybe they wouldn't come back. Maybe there wouldn't be anything there. Rumours, a guess, a hunch one follows up. Could be very big. Could be a shadow. But you're left with a possibility you dare not discount. You get instructions, find a man, put him in, and that's what we did. Many didn't come back. They were sent to resolve doubt. Don't you see? Because we didn't know. All of us have moments like this, John. Don't think it's always easy. Often we had scruples like you. We had to overcome them. We used to call that the second vow. The second vow? It's a great deal harder, I know, in peacetime. It requires courage of a different kind. If you want to wait until the bombs are falling, till people are dying in the street. I'm sorry. What the director means is that if you wish to stay in the department and do the job, do it. If you wish to cultivate your emotions, go elsewhere and do so in peace. We're too old for your kind here. Did you hear what I said? You didn't fight in the war. You don't understand how these things take people. You've yet to learn what real duty is. But you will, John. Yeah. Take this. What is it? A ministry pass. A special one, like they have in the circus. It's in your name, John. The minister signed it personally. He always uses red ink. It's a tradition. Thank you. Thank you very much. I want to stay, of course. I can't imagine my life without the department. Smiley. You're up late. I always am. Don't tell me it's age. Or the stimulating company of your delightful wife. Anne's away, I believe I told you. What did you make of Leclerc's boy? Avery? Nervous, but bright. Quite promising, I thought. We've cleared up the mess in Finland, have we? Oh, yes. Leclerc is putting a man in. His minister approved it. Leclerc? Good God. Are we supposed to know? I wouldn't have thought so. I'll keep an eye on it. Yes? Mr. Liza? Fred Liza? Who's asking? I wonder if you remember me. I can't see your face very well. Come closer. Better. Where would I know you from? Twenty years ago, the war. I was a kid in those days. Surely you remember. Ah, oh. yes, I remember. 
We're looking for someone with your experience to do a job. You left quite an impression behind you, Fred. You're our first choice. There aren't many as good as you, even after all these years. One job. The war rules. One job? Yes. Are you in? In part one of The Looking Glass War by John le Carré, Leclerc was played by Ian McDermott and George Smiley by Simon Russell Beale. Avery was Patrick Kennedy, Haldane, Philip Jackson, Woodford, David Hargreaves, and Sarah by Fenella Woolgar. Control was played by John Rowe, Carol, Annabel Dowler, Taylor and Sutherland, Philip Fox, Pearson, Stephen Hogan, Lanson, Matt Addis, The Girl by Lizzie Watts, and Fred Lyser by Piotr Bauman. The Looking Glass War was dramatised by Sean McKenna and the director was Mark Beebe. Thank you for listening and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.